You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, April 21st. Tomorrow is Earth Day, but UC San Diego has been celebrating each month for the past few weeks. And as we know, every day is Earth Day. So check out everything that's been going on over at sustainability.ucsd.edu. As for tomorrow specifically, Landscape Services will plant trees in recognition of Earth Day. And the campus goal is to plant 1,000 trees in three short years. Dear listener, it's that time of year again. The weather fluctuates from the heat of fake summer to the doldrums of early May gray. The Padres are back on the diamond, and believe it or not, they're actually kind of good. And of course, here in IT Services, we again work on our performance appraisals. To get you prepped and ready, we caught up with Rashmi Umdekar for the latest news. This is Mark Herzberger. Today, I'm joined by Rashmi Umdekar, Senior HR Analyst. Rashmi, welcome back to the pod. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Mark? Not bad. Thank you again. And we are here to get the IT services staff ready for the performance appraisals that are coming up. But is it just me, Rashmi, or didn't we just do these five minutes ago? We did just complete the performance appraisals, but that was for the 2019-2020 cycle. Um, That cycle was delayed to the fall last year because of COVID, but we are back on track this year where our performance appraisals will be done during the timeframe in which employees are typically accustomed to doing them, which is now. Um, That period will be covered uh, for the 2020-2021 performance appraisal cycle is going to be May 1st of 2020 through April 30th of 2021. Sounds good. Thanks for that clarification. And I looked in the system to get ready for this. So it looks like there's two self-appraisals that one does. There's one that is specific to the goals that you set out for yourself, and then another uh, that's a general overview of the year. Uh, Please confirm that and let us know what uh, specifically should be included in each of those uh, free response areas. Sure. So there is, uh, so there's, there's one self appraisal, but there are two sections in the actual appraisal that you see. So section six, I think it's six A and six B. So section six A of the self appraisal is for functions, goals, and projects. So this is where an employee can include information as it relates to say their functions of their job description, and then any goals which were set forth for them during the 1920 appraisal period. And then also if there was pro- there are projects that they may have been working on during that period of time. Then section 6B of the self-appraisal is for any other accomplishments or comments that an employee would want to include. If they don't have anything additional to add other than what they've already written in six, section 6A, they can leave this um, section blank. But in either section, it's also, you know, good kind of to include data points and metrics for the self-appraisal. I think those are always helpful to have in there. I recall from your email, you'd mentioned that the self-appraisals are optional, um, but why why do you recommend that someone uh, enter in a good self-appraisal? So the self-appraisal is optional, like you mentioned, and I put in the email as well, Uh, but it is important for a few different reasons. Uh, So one 
it does allow an employee to reflect on their own accomplishments. Um, two, it gives the basis for planning goals and objectives for the future. Three, it can also serve as a driving force for you know, an employee's motivation. So you know, by summarizing what someone's accomplished in this time frame can also sometimes make you realize how much you've maybe done and contributed. And then that can in itself be a morale boost. Four, it reminds managers of the employee's accomplishments and maybe even challenges. Some managers have so many employees that they're supervising that managers can't keep track of everything an employee has done. And this is one way to remind their supervisor of what a great job they may have done. And then lastly, it also allows the manager to also view the performance through their employee's perspective. And looking ahead a bit in the process of this, you know, later on, we're going to set out some goals for the upcoming 12 months. What recommendations do you have and what are some best practices you recommend as uh, people put their goals in? So I think goals are just important in general. I mean, goal setting is a helpful way for employees to build kind of the career that they're looking for, that they want um, by setting objectives and creating this roadmap of how, you know, an employee thinks they'll reach that target that they want to reach. Um, when they're setting an objective for themselves, you know, I think it's important to include kind of each step necessary to achieve that success. So I think a best practice is to use the framework of SMART goals. So setting specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and then time-sensitive goals, uh, which is what SMART stands for, does show, you know, your, it could show your supervisor how you will improve in, say, a key area or areas. And um, I think if goals are too vague or not framed properly, it might be, might feel more difficult or unachievable to get, the, get to those goals. Um, and then I think also focusing on bigger professional goals that, you know, you as an employee, you think, you know, might help build a successful career. I think that employees can discuss these objectives, you know, things like gaining experience with certain tasks, or maybe even acquiring select um, skills that can maybe make them a competitive candidate for another position in the department, or in a more advanced position, um, you know, in the department or on campus. And we're using the same system as last time, right? There's no updates on the software or the process to be aware of? Correct. It's the same system, the staff performance appraisal um, system, SPA for short. We're using the same one. If people have questions or need help, what should they do? So I would recommend that folks attend one of the office hours that I'm holding to answer questions that they might have. If um, they're not able to attend the office hours, they can, of course, contact me at any time if they have any questions um, or need help with the SPA system itself or even just the appraisal process. And then I had mentioned in my email that I had sent out last Friday that there is a web-based training available in UC Learning Center that they can take or even listen to the recordings of the SPA overview sessions I'd held last year when SPA first launched. Those sessions I had done were basically a review of the training that's in the UC Learning. And Rashmi, as you know, here at The Current Podcast, we have a truly worldwide audience. So help us just clarify uh, to whom does this current uh, appraisal period and process apply to? So it applies to all our career and contract employees. It does not apply to anyone who is, in, is with a TES or a limited short-term exception or RPO contractors or students. All right. Anything else we need to know about the performance appraisals? I don't think so. Cool. Um, and you've been on the podcast a couple of times, but uh, it's been very functional. So I thought I would just check in with you on uh, some of the other things you work on. Um, but how, how has your work in HR changed uh, or stayed the same perhaps in the age of COVID-19, the last year and change? 
so I would say COVID's definitely created uh, a multitude of changes in 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 my in my work. Um, for example, onboarding kind of processes had to change. Basically, had to get get you know, work on getting the entire process moved to work for a more remote environment. So that meant getting documents that a new hire had to sign um, when we would meet with them in person into DocuSign, utilizing Zoom to conduct the onboarding and orientation sessions rather than in person. Uh, also figuring out the best way for you know our new hires to get their laptop or any equipment that they needed. Um, the similarly, you know, a separation process had to change that was kind of similar to the onboarding process changing, meaning getting documents the employee who was separating needed to sign through DocuSign. Again, utilizing Zoom to conduct exit interviews and then determining kind of how is the best way to get, you know, university equipment and items returned back to us. And in some cases that meant coordinating to get these items shipped back to us and not actually being dropped off at Torrey Pine South anymore. Um, I think one of the biggest changes was at the onset of the pandemic. Um, there was just so much uncertainty surrounding what was happening with the pandemic. I know uh, I was having conversations sometimes daily with managers or staff or other partners on campus on how to you know, best navigate the situation, helping employees stay informed about what was happening and kind of up to date on any resources that were available, leaves that were becoming available and what policies might've been changing or being introduced. And when changes were being made, understanding myself what those were so that those could be explained to our staff. I think in 2020, I think everyone pretty much had to adapt kind of at a speed and a scale that I don't think we knew we, we could. And I think a lot of our lives were turned upside down. Um, I think some of us saw our families and communities and workplaces being impacted. I think kind of in 2020, I think where it was kind of a year of showing resilience and the commitment to kind of keep going and sometimes in the face of tragedy. And I think 2021 this year is going to be a lot about kind of new work modules, uh, new skills, and then new opportunities. And I rather assume that you do everything HR related, which I'm sure, sure you're attest by the wayward questions I send you. So what exactly is in the scope of what you do as the HR, as a senior HR analyst? Um, so I oversee all the onboarding and the separation processes. I do performance management, uh, performance appraisals. I deal with things related to compensation classification. So equities, stipends, reclassifications. Uh, for you know, new positions, I help managers write those job cards and help them get classified. I am involved in um, salary analysis for new positions, you know, for new offers. Also um, on the, uh, you know, there's, we have UC Path. So any kind of questions with UC Path, um, ensuring that uh, any transactions that get entered into UC Path for ITS, um, those are things that I also review and approve. Uh, let's see, there's um, benefits, kind of overseeing a little bit of the benefits. A lot of that has transitioned with UC Path, but there's still quite a bit that we do at the location for that. Um, and then also, things dealing with employee relations. So personnel issues, um, helping employees and managers navigate through a multitude of different issues. I think I was right. You, <laughs> you, just, you just described everything. Um, <laughs> um, how long have you been with us and what did you do before this current role? So I've been with, uh, I started out when it was ACT. So I've been in, I was with ACT in 2011. So I've been through the reorganization to ITS. Um, and then 
the IT, uh, sorry, yeah, the ITS HR group, uh, we also reorganized and the HR function went over to central HR in 2017. Before this, I was with student affairs in what I think at the time was called, um, let's see, I think it was enrollment, enrollment management, or I think it's enrollment management services now, but that's the department I was in for a few years. Prior to that, I was in Cal IT2, and I was a fund manager for a couple years. Um, prior to that, I actually, what I started out with is in staff education development uh, with um, Campus HR. And so I've been here for about 16 years. What surprised you the most now that you've been telecommuting for a year? I wouldn't say there's anything too surprising, but I think what I quickly realized that, um, you know, when we went remote um, was that it was really completely on on me to kind of set and maintain a schedule, you know, since our boundaries were really between home life and work life were being very blurred. Um, I think that telecommuting 100% definitely requires us to make sure we we are make a, you know, a good effort at building our own structure into our day because it's so easy, you know, it's so easy when you're in the office to have a more of a structured day, right? When you wake up, when you go to work, when you leave work uh, versus when we've been at home. So nothing too surprising. It's just, I think it was more of, you know, hey, I need to actually set boundaries between both my home and my personal, my, sorry, my home and my work life. Let's wrap up on this. What what are you working on now or what are some uh, new developments in HR that you might be able to share with us? I'm working on building a couple of internal HR processes. So our PO contractor hiring form and our short-term exception hiring form uh, into Kowali Build. So I've been kind of playing around with that a little bit, uh, as well as looking at migrating our student hiring forms into uh, Kowali Build as well. And then I'm also working on putting together some process maps and documentation for managers related to the reclassification and equity process so that they can use that as a resource to, you know, to learn from and kind of follow along with. Um, as far as new developments in HR, um, there's UC has announced a new benefit that offers eligible employees a partial income replacement option for up to eight work weeks per calendar year, where if an employee needs to take a leave to care for a family member. So the pay for family care and bonding is actually going to be implemented on July 1st of this year. And employees who are policy covered, so if they're 99, are actually going to are invited to review the policy and then also submit any comments or revision on the revisions that are um, in the policy right now. There was a notice that was sent out from our Crow, I think that went out yesterday, and I'll actually be sending that out um, through to ITS just to encourage staff if they, they have any comments that they want to submit for this leave and also to let them know about the new leave. Thank you so much for joining us, Rashmi. We appreciate it. And hopefully you did such a great job explaining the performance appraisal process that you won't get any questions at all. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily. <laughs>